Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Have you heard of Nordic Knots? The Scandinavian rug company that has become the insider brand gracing some of the most beautiful homes around the world? With rug designs by some of the world's leading designers and a signature collection of wool and jute rugs in modern colors? But Nordic Knots is not just about great design. Their mission is to make quality rugs that last, with no compromises. Goodweave certified, handmade pieces woven in all natural materials. At NordicKnots.com, it's easy to find a rug that's just right. A curated collection in lots of colors and sizes to choose from. Even custom sizes are possible. So, whether you're the type who loves the understated elegance of their luxury essentials or the bold statements from their top designer collaborations, you can't really go wrong. Oh, and don't tell anyone, but right now, you can get a free sample with the code INNERCIRCLE. NordicKnots.com all right, uh, someone who never grates on me, personally. I love the guy. I get to do a podcast with him. He's the beat writer we need. Let's go out on the guest line and talk to our guy, Elliot Shore Parks. Elliot is brought to you by Colonial Hyundai, the fast, easy, better way to buy a Hyundai. Shop 24-7 at ColonialHyundai.com. Elliot, uh, real quick off the top, training camp coming to an end. You okay, buddy? I know this is your favorite time of year. I know. I was going to say, I come to you a sad man today. The last open training camp, the last chance to chart training camp stats until next year. But we get to talk about trading for a running back. So I guess I'm happy overall. <laughs> totally. So what's the deal? Is this, is this doable, Elliot? It's definitely doable. There's no question about that. I mean, it's just a matter of not, it's just a matter of whether the Eagles will want to. And I think that they absolutely should. I mean, if you think back to the Super Bowl, We've dissected that game time and time again. Why is one of the reasons they lost? Their running backs were awful. Jalen Hurts had to be the the running back in that game. On the flip side, the Chiefs got great play from their running back, so I think that's part of it. But also, when I was in Arizona and Jeffrey Lurie spoke and he talked about that Super Bowl, one thing he made clear was you win in the NFL with offense. That's how you win. Don't worry about the defense. Get offensive players and get the best offense you can put together. And there is no question, absolutely no question, that Jonathan Taylor is somebody they need to add to their roster. So is it fittable? I, with our uh, yeah. cap situation, what does that look like? And, and would they, do you think they'd have to give him a contract in addition, or, or could it be yeah. a one-year prove-a-deal type thing? So that's a great question about the contract. I, I'll take it from two ways. First, let's say they had to give him the contract. They currently have $13 million in cap space. He has a cap hit right now of $5 million. I think it's a little bit less because they would only get his base salary. But the cap hit is very small this year. If they were to extend him, my guess is the cap would stay right around the same. Normally, that's how it is with a contract. The first year is generally the lowest part of it. So my guess is you're looking at around the same amount of cap hit for this year. Next year, the Eagles are currently projected to have $47 million in cap space. Now, they have to sign Devontae. They have to sign Landon Dickerson. But that is enough space 
I mean, the way Howie does contracts, I don't think it's a stretch to say they could sign the 10 best free agents available next year and fit that under the 47. <laughs> <laughs> so, so 47 million is more than enough money. So financially, they definitely have the space. From a draft capital standpoint, I don't think it's going to take a first round pick. I don't think anybody out there is going to trade a first for him when you also have to pay him. My guess is you're probably looking at something where the top asset you give up is maybe a second. I think it's more likely multiple picks after the third round and maybe a player. Jeez. So I think from a draft capital standpoint, they could probably do it. Would he play? Why would you not do it, it, Elliot? If all you have to give up is a third round draft pick and pay this guy the five million bucks he's owed this year and, and do a Howie, you know, team friendly right. deal moving forward, what's the argument to not do this? So, so the argument against it would be, A, like, I agree you can stretch the cap hits out, but you're still giving a contract to a running back, which is not something Howie has shown a lot of interest at all in doing. I mean, you know, Rashad Penny got 500000 guaranteed from him this offseason. Jonathan Taylor, you're probably talking about 20, $25 guaranteed. So it, it's a, obviously a lot more expensive. Then the other argument against it would be that ultimately they're not going – like they run the ball a lot, but their best players are the receivers or tight ends are going to throw the ball. Jalen does run the ball quite a bit. So it, from that point, it's not a need in terms of you're not going to be giving this guy 25, you know, 27 touches a game. I would do it because I still think the touches he's going to get are going to be better than the touches the running backs this year will give you. But the argument is that he's not going to be priority on this offense. How much has Rashad Penny underperformed this preseason, and how much does that have to do with the Eagles' potential interest in Jonathan Taylor? So I don't think he's underperformed this offseason. I just think he hasn't stood out at all. So I guess mm. if, if you know your expectation was he was going to come in and look like they got a steal in training camp, that's not what I've seen. I do think Rashad Penny is probably the kind of player that in a game where if you give him 8, 9, 10 touches, he'll shine more because it's, you know, obviously he's a between the tackles runner. He breaks tackles and you don't have a chance to do that in training camp. Mm -hmm. But I think overall, like the, the Eagles, in my opinion, in camp haven't looked like a team that has a running back they can rely on. Kenny Gainwell has gotten the most touches. He's never proven he can be a number one type back. DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny, frankly, barely work with the first team. Like they, they, they don't get many first team touches. So whether that's by design to rest them, like, there could be a bunch of reasons, but they have not really been like a big part of the offense so far in training camp. Wow. To me, I think running back is a need for this team. And when there's a player like Jonathan Taylor available and you're a Super Bowl contender, like those are the type of deals you go out and do. Are there any Colts uh, during the joint practices that Howie should have his eye on other than Jonathan Taylor? Well, that's a great, it's a great question because if you remember when the Eagles – practice against the Miami Dolphins mm -hmm. back in, in the 2017 training camp. That's when they got their first look at Jay, or I should say not their first look, an, an in-person look at Jay Ajayi, and that led to the trade later on. Last year, they had interest in Kareem Hunt. They had a chance to see him against Cleveland. So they will be looking at the Colts roster um, for, you know, for players that they could potentially make a move for. But then also on the flip side, the Colts get a really good look at the Eagles roster. Like if the Eagles are going to go after Jonathan Taylor, the, the Colts are, and Shane Steichen, obviously coming back, are going to get a chance to look at their roster. So, I, yeah, I think the, you are definitely going to have both pro scouts looking back and forth at each other's rosters and thinking what are some players we could, A, sign if they're released, but B, target in the trade. Is Aaron Sipos going to be our punter? 
Man, I feel it's it's. I I, I want to say no. I do because I just think that after last year, I don't know how you bring him back. Right. But they've already cut Zetner, and I think Sipos has been okay in camp. Like I don't think he's been bad enough where it looks like a major problem. I do think they are definitely the pro the pro scouts are definitely going to be really monitoring the waiver wire, monitoring training camp battles that they should, you know, where teams have two punters and you can pick up that punter. So I would say right now, if I had to put the odds on it, I would say Sipos is like minus 150 to be the punter. But 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 I think that there is a chance that, that they will definitely go out and add another one. I sure hope so. Uh, what is Hassan Reddick's specific thumb injury that he had repaired, Elliot? So it's, I mean, I saw him yesterday. He's in a cast. Uh, yeah. The expectation is that he is going to be ready for week one. In terms of like okay. the specific medical diagnosis, they, they've not shared that information. But I do know that they are very confident he'll be ready for week one. The question is, how much is missing camp going to, going to impact him? I think in general, when defensive linemen or offensive linemen miss camp, generally it's a bad sign for, the, for their season. I think camp's important mm. for the, the bigger body players to get ready. The good news, I guess, for Hassan would be it's not lower body, so he's still able to do cardio. He's still able to stay in shape. And although he is an edge rusher, he is more of a linebacker type of body. So you never want to see any player get hurt. You never want to see anyone miss training camp. But if you had to pick one part of the body to miss camp for, the thumb, I feel like, would probably be number one. (laughs) Uh, The uh, slot wide receiver position was way up in the air when camp started. Wes Watkins, it was his position to lose, but then he really yeah. didn't have uh, the greatest camp with injury and everything else. How how did that sort itself out? How, who is the slot? Yeah. So if we would have talked about this a week ago, I would have said that Quez Watkins definitely has the job wrapped up. I thought when he played in camp, he, he played well. I, I think that he definitely outplayed Alameda Zacchaeus when he was healthy. The issue is he hasn't practiced for like a week, week and a half now. And Alameda has really come on and started to play a lot better. He had one of the best catches of camp this past Sunday when Jalen Hurts hit him. It was probably about a 30, 35-yard catch. He dove to catch it, got it right before it hit the ground. Uh, and it was just a highlight catch where both sides kind of reacted to it. So he's really come on as of late. He uh, returned punts in the last preseason game, which is definitely noteworthy. If he's yeah. going to be on the roster, which he will, that is another, you know, another way to keep him active and involved. So I don't think they're going to cut Quez for sure, but in a world where maybe a team really targets Quez, I think that Alameda's play as of late would maybe make them a little more comfortable in making that trade. I think he's going to be here, but the last week, week and a half, has not helped his stock. Uh, the the tight end behind Dallas Goddard, who is it? Yeah, so it's been Jack Stoll in camp, and that's who it was obviously the last two years. I think they really like him as a blocker. I think they think he's a better receiver than people outside the building probably do. Mm-hmm. But I think their second-best receiving tight, tight end is Grant Calcaterra. He's had a pretty good camp. The thing that's probably hurt him the most is he's had Marcus Mariota throwing him the ball as opposed to Jalen Hurts. So it's been tough for him to you know really put up you know big big catches and make big plays down the field. But I think he has looked improved as a receiver from last year, and he's just, frankly, a better receiver than Jack Stoll. So mm-hmm. I think right now, obviously, it's going to be Goddard, Stoll. I think Calcaterra is going to make the team. Tyree Jackson, someone who I've obviously been very high on uh, over the last two years, just hasn't really had a great camp. I don't, I don't want to say he looks slower coming off all these injuries, but there just aren't those same type of flash plays and those same type of 
like athletic displays that I'm used to seeing from him. So I, I would be surprised if he made the team at this point. So it's probably going to be Stoll and Calcaterra. All right, Elliot, last one for us. Uh, you get the opportunity to be around Jalen Hurts on a, basically a day-to-day you know, uh, thing during the season and training camp. Well, you've talked to him a lot more than we have. Uh, we're going to have Greg Bishop from Sports Illustrated on in an hour, one hour from now, to talk about this article. Uh, obviously, you saw it. It made the rounds on social media. As someone who is around Jalen far more often than we all are, what was the most interesting thing in the article to you? So I think, without question to me, the most interesting part of the article was Greg Bishop quoting Jeffrey Lurie as saying, they were obsessed with Jalen, and it seems as if that was before the draft. Because as much as at the time of the draft, they said, you know, this is a backup, there's no way he's going to take Carson's job, how could anybody believe that? Having been around Jalen for three years now, I don't see there's, I don't see how there's a world where you interview him, you know him, and you don't think he's going to come, o- come over to Philadelphia and just absolutely take over the locker room. He's probably the best leader I've ever been around from a player perspective, and I've been around some great leaders, Malcolm Jenkins, Jason Kelsey. I think Hurts is the best leader I've seen, especially from the quarterback position, and you can just see it day in and day out. He was built to be a franchise quarterback. So wow. I thought that – Elliot, so you believe you believe that they were obsessed with him and that they were not viewing him as a backup the way I perceived. I think if you put Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman in a dark room on a lie detector test before that draft, they had a belief that Jalen could be Carson's replacement. Wow. As also at the time, Carson was trending down to a certain extent. I know he had a Carson bit of a bounce stinks. <laughs> there it is. Joe making his presence felt today. Um but, no, I mean, if you remember in 2019, Carson, I know he, had, he made the playoffs, but he had the concussion in that game, and it was coming off of, you know, two straight kind of mediocre years. So I do believe that while they said it, deep down, there's no way they interviewed this guy, watched this guy play in college, and didn't think there was a chance he could be the guy. That's hmm. fascinating. That's a really interesting perspective. Uh, Elliot uh, will be in for Richie on Thursday and Friday this week, filling in, so, yeah. uh, so check us out. Uh, Elliot will, uh, Can't wait. It's going to be awesome. All right, Elliot, uh, if anything uh, wild happens at practice, obviously let everyone at the station know. I'm sure Elliot will be on multiple times over the next few days, so tune in for that. E, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right, sounds good. Talk Thanks, to you Elliot. Awesome, awesome stuff from Elliot. That's fascinating that, you know, that was his biggest takeaway when we were like, is it even true? Um, you know, it covers the team and all that. It's an interesting perspective on that. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Well done. Joe Wagner rushing it today on the ones and twos. Well done. Nice choice of music here. As talked about before, 215-592-9494. Back to the phones in a sec. Coming up this segment, you'll hear from Darius Slay with a really complimentary of Jalen Carter. We'll get to that coming up as well as what uh, what Gabe Kapler had to say about Rob Thompson and what Rob Thompson had to say about Gabe Kapler. Both very positive, in case you weren't. Uh, sure, but first, before we go back to the phones, uh, we've got him back. As uh, you know, we let Elliot Short Parks go. As soon as he goes, John Ritchie realized there was an issue that he had to discuss with Elliot 
and thus we have brought Elliot back on. Elliot, hey, buddy. How you doing, pal? Man, practice doesn't start till 10. We already have, I guess, some breaking news. Like, what's happening here? Yeah, we have a, a critical question for you. Uh, was okay. it just a strange angle, or do you have feet like Joe? Okay, so here's what I would say about this alleged picture you're talking about. Well, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. It's a real picture. <laughs> it's a alleged angle, alleged whatever you want to say. It's a, it's a, a real thing. Wait, yes. what is his picture and where do we find it? It's on Twitter. I will find There's it no for you. Okay. People have to go find it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a picture on Twitter. But let, uh, me, let me say this. First, I tweeted out before practice. I felt I looked the worst I ever looked that day. So the fact that I know <laughs> and discuss my outfit with this is the literal opposite of being kind about it. Oh, buddy. I would also say, Richie, I guess you're implying my my feet look small in the picture. Is that the implication well, that, I, uh, that I'm, I'm picking up on? Yeah, it looked like the, the front of your foot, like where it normally would extend, it just stopped. And, and yeah. it was strange. But again, I thought maybe it was just an illusion, the angle of the camera or something. Well, all right. I will say two things. One, I definitely think it's a poor angle. I think that, that my, my, my. It's not a great is, angle. Yeah. But, but, but here's the other thing, right? Like, if you know fashion, you know you don't really wear one shoe size. I could only get those shoes in that size. So they're smaller than my normal feet. Oh, I, have, really? I, have, I have a pair you're of You're binding yourself into them. Yeah. yeah, those are an eight. If I really needed to squeeze into a seven and a half, I probably could if that was the only pair of shoes I could get. So I am confident in my feet size and my shoe game, despite that picture. <laughs> so I wow. sent the picture to Joe Wechter and to Devin Caney <laughs> so did. they could see it. Uh, your thoughts, Devin, on the picture. I don't know what to say. They look small on that. Picture. Okay, well, Elliot, I'm sorry. I don't think that you deserve this bullying. Um, but I, I do have to say, it's a bad angle. It's a, it's a really bad angle. Really bad. Whoever took this photo did you so dirty. Did you dirty? It is a bad angle. But again, I bought those shoes in a small size because it's the only size they could have. You look so like you're a slave to fashion, is what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. Right. Wow. Exactly. I'll, yeah. I did not expect this type of blowback on a day where I thought I looked <laughs> terrible. I'll definitely be spending extra time getting ready and wearing my nine and a half shoes today. I'll tell you that. Much. Wow. So okay, I we got a lot Ooh, of got information. To the bottom there. of it. Look, Normally it a nine and a half. Okay. But goes down to a seven and a half if fashion dictates. I can't. Exactly. Like, doesn't that hurt? Like, why, why would you yes, do it that? Hurts. Well, wow. it hurts to talk about it, and it hurts to wear. So I guess it's overall not oh. a great call. Yeah, I would say this part right now has to hurt more. Yeah. Than the, you know. Yeah. 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 Well, we love so, you, buddy. I, I, well, happy I was able to call back in. Me too. Me too. <laughs> See you I, Thursday. Yeah, that was a really worthwhile um, time spent by you. So thank you. Wow. Um, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Blown away by that. Yes. He's yeah. he's forcing his feet into yeah. shoes that are too he's small. He's doing it for everybody. Mm. You know, it's for yeah. for the for true sneakerheads do it, Richie. I know you, <laughs> I know it's you, called you, fashion. Look it up, John. Yeah, exactly. Come on, tell me love you don't it. know fashion fashion without them. <laughs> Love it. Elliot, uh, hopefully you don't have to defend yourself anymore. I think you did a great job. It's all the I angle. Like I don't blame you at all. Yeah. All, all right. right. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. There he goes. Ah, look at that. We get to the bottom of it. That is, uh, so you know, I mean. You buy that? Seven and a half? Are you kidding? It sounds horrible. So he's like, got a, an array of shoes ranging from seven and a half to nine and a half. I, I would not choose to wear shoes that were too small. No, it sounds horrible. I can't horrible. do that. I yes. can't bring myself to go there. I've had to do that before. 
Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.